Welcome to episode 85 of the Luke Winstall Show. Today's guest is a four-star wide receiver out of Brookwood High School in Snellville, Georgia. One of the top 247 players in the class of 2022, Sam Mbake. Thank you for joining me on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you, Luke? Doing really well. Thank you. I'm excited to be talking with you. We'll start off with last season for you at North Cobb. Looking back, how did you feel about your performance and your growth last year? Well, last year, I feel like at first, you know, I made a jump from starting just freshman on freshman team like on during freshman season they come in to varsity and having to take a big role and having to come in and start varsity. I just come in from the uh, freshman team. So really at first I had to like really learn the concepts, like see how it went and then after like the first game I just started rolling. Really just started getting the field for it, just started rolling, just started doing my own thing and then just making things happen on the field for me and my team to win as best as possible. You impressed a lot of people, and your numbers and your film spoke for themselves, but I want to double-check on one stat. There was one thing I read that said you were averaging about 35 yards per catch. Is that true? Yes, sir, because most of the games, to be honest, uh, I was getting thrown posts and goals and like just little things that I was able to just get yards off of. And, but this year... But what I what one thing I really wanted to showcase last year that I want to do more this year is to showcase my short game, like slants and my screen game and stuff like that. Take those to the crib. Definitely, I was gonna ask you: Are you more of a yards after the catch guy or a deep threat, or how do you see yourself? Uh, I'm much more. I'm much more of a yards after the catch guy and a deep threat because I just the way I can use my body, like going down the field. Because once I get like moving. Like once I get moving, I get going, and I catch the ball. It's really hard for you to bring me down just because of the way like my body's amped up and the way I use my body. It's very different from how people use their body. So when a DB goes against me, they'll be like, oh, think he's slow, but then I start moving and catch the ball, and they're like, oh, snap, it's hard for me to catch up and bring him down. Awesome. Well, as fans took notice and more people started to catch on and follow you on social media, look at your videos College coaches begun to really take a lot of interest in you. When did things heat up for you and you first started to realize that you could become a national recruit? Uh, I always, in my head, like, really, it's really crazy because freshman year, I always, like, in practice, I was, like, always be, like, making plays. I would be, like, I'm top five in the country. I'm top five receiver in the country. I'm ESPN top five. I would always, like, joke about it, like, little stuff about that. Like, I'm the best receiver in the state, all that stuff. So then really... It came sophomore year, it was put into my mind that there was like, if you like, do what you need to do, you could possibly be like named as a national group. So, of course, I wouldn't care for none of that stuff like that. I just want to ball because I just love the game of football by itself. So, I was just playing. So, me just playing it after the season, because uh, coming into the season, I came into the season with just one offense. And I really didn't care for offers like that, and I really still don't because, you know, it's just a part of the game. They come and they go. So, come the season, I came in with one offer, so I knew I was going to be with me because on me because I had, like, the highest offer on the team at the time, which is already Tech. So, as he was going on, I was doing pretty good. I was impressing people around the state. I was doing what I had to do. And then, so, after the season, uh, everything was kind of slow for a minute. And then I was like, oh, wow. I don't think nobody wants me no more. All that stuff. And then it came around January, Colorado, when Mel Tucker was there, came up college. And then after that, it just started just all coming into pieces. Everybody just started falling through. 
And then I would like to say, like, in March, that was my hottest month. I was getting, I swear to you, I was getting an offer literally every single day. How do you deal with that? I mean, you're, what, 16, 17 years old. You've got the national attention. How do you deal with these coaches giving you offers and everyone giving you all this attention all of a sudden? Uh, like, I, like, like um, most kids, you know, want, like, it's such a dream and all that stuff. To me, yes, it was a dream, but I take it as more motivation because I know the way I'm getting it and the way more college coaches are nodding me, talking to me and stuff like that. I know it's also go. So really, I use the offer that I get as motivation to be, yes, I got to keep pushing. I got to keep doing more than everybody else. Well, now you'll be moving over to IMG. You've already moved down to Bradenton, Florida. You're with IMG. You told me before we got on that you've spent a little time there now, but only a couple months. What's the transition been like for you moving down to Florida and getting into the football environment there? Uh, really, going there, it was really a smooth transition. And the players that I was just blending in with the whole uh, coaching staff and the players, I was blending in condition-wise, blending in weight room eyes blending in. Everything was just blending in smoothly. And it was sad that COVID had to cut it short. But, yeah, we'll be ready to go for that national championship. Well, IMG is known as a big football factory. The name speaks for itself. But what was your first impression when you first get through those doors as a player? Uh, When I got in there through, uh, as a player, at first, the coach pulled me aside, my receiver coach, Coach Desmond Ty, pulled me aside. He was just letting me know the expectations that players, especially on national team, like are held to at IMG and stuff like that, especially playing football. So I was, I quickly, you know, took up upon those actions and I was doing everything I needed to do. Everything went going by smoothly, really. Well, as you've been improving your status in the recruiting world, more and more people have started to see you, but in general, there's a lot of football fans that haven't gotten to check out your film or watch you live yet. So who would you compare your game to for people that haven't seen you before? Uh, I would strongly, in my opinion, most of, a lot of other people's opinion, I would strongly just put myself after my game as DK Metcalf. Wow. Do you have that body type, or why do you draw that comparison? Yeah, uh, already, I'm right now I'm 6'3", 6'3", and I have pushing 6'4". Uh, this is just flat-footed right now at 205 lean muscle so I know in the like near future I'll be able to just like keep being lean muscle and stuff like that and I know I'm not there in the you know the four three like he is but I'm gonna get up there I'm not too far from I'm ready to get up there so definitely out of curiosity what is that 40 time have you gotten it timed yes sir my 40 time right now is a four five nine nice so for you, what athletes have you looked up to or modeled yourself after growing up? Uh, really, I would like to say Julio was at Alabama, Juju when he was at USC, uh, let's see, Debo Samuel when he was at uh, South Carolina, I really loved his game, uh, really Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, he's still at Alabama, I love to watch them for it. Uh, I used to be a huge fan of D'Anthony Thomas when he was at Oregon. And then I always used to love watching Taylor Austin when I was like a real young kid. Because he just always, he was always, he was just so quick and explosive. Yeah, Tavon was electric. He was one of the most yeah. fun ones I've ever watched, I think. What do you think is the coolest thing about being a four star recruiter, one of the top guys in the country? Uh, I mean, 
hey, it's all cool and all and all that stuff. Like, like actually, it's crazy because somebody had asked me that before. Like, I always get asked that question. I mean, it's all cool and all, but the main thing about me is I'm just going for the number one spot because I don't like being like, yeah, I understand I'm number one in the state for a receiver, but I want to be number one receiver in the nation nationally, so that's just the goal. And I'm going to just be quiet about like all like those rings and stuff until I get up to the top. Yeah, I know some guys talk about how they're not a big fan of the recruiting rankings or different things. Yeah. So what metric would you say you want to be first in? Is it a stat or is it an actual 24-7 or rivals ranking? Uh, or, or what do you think? It's just receiver period, whether it's ESPN 300, 247 sports, or rivals. And I know I have a very strong campaign to do that, but I just have to go good. I just have to have a great season, regardless even of the rankings or not. I just want to have a great season for myself to showcase my talent because I know this season I'm going to have the whole national scale on me, watching me, just seeing what I'm doing. So I want to have a great season for me, my mom, everybody else to see, showcase that I'm just that player that they want me to be for their school. You know now in the offseason already how much attention you're going to be drawing. Even though the IMG offense is going to be stacked, you're going to have a lot of really talented guys going up against you. Mentally, how do you prepare for that? Uh, really, really, just within the inner spot of IMG, every day is a competition. There's no, because at IMG, I'm, right now I'm the youngest national receiver, but I, there's still some other people, even like all around the team, even on different positions, everybody is good. Everybody is just as good as you. So every single day is just a competition. So really, everybody pushes everybody. Every day is just a grind just to get better. It's nothing but a grind to get better. At IMG, it's not no steps you can really take backwards. It's only steps you take forward or you stay the same. But most people will always take those steps forward if you come to IMG. So because we only recruit best. For sure. Now, in your recruiting, who's after you the hardest? Who's after me the hardest right now? Yes. Uh, I would say Penn State, Florida. Uh, I've been in contact with Oregon a lot. I've been in contact with Alabama a lot. And I've been in contact with Ohio State, so I'd say those five right there. Now, when coaches pitch to you why you should come to their school or different things, which one has stood out the most? Who's had the most extravagant or most convincing recruiting pitch? Um, they'll say you'll make a, you'll be very impactful to our program. You have a you have a very strong chance coming in and being a day one starter, stuff like that. And yes. I like to hear stuff like that. Hear stuff like that is cool, but at the same time, I don't. I already know like what's really going on. Like once you get there, everybody's on the same slate. All that stars, offers, all that stuff is, is just gone down the drain once you get to college. So I know everything has to be harder than work for. So for you, a big part of the recruiting process that you're entering and what's coming up for you as you start to make a decision over the next couple of years is obviously what you're looking for in a coach and a program. Do you have an idea of what you want now in terms of what type of program you're looking for? Uh, I'm open to all programs. I'm just trying to go to a program that I can leave a legacy at. What do coaches say they like about you when they're talking with you? Uh, when coaches talk to me, they obviously they say they like my size, they like my build, they like my speed. I mean, being a, a bigger up on the bigger side of receiver, and they just like the way like I can create separation from cornerbacks or safeties. You can put me 
in the slot, and you can have me on the outside because I can do both. I might be bigger, people might not think I can play the slot, but I can move very well in the slot, too. It gives me more space. Yeah, I know you've got a lot of time halfway through your high school career now, but when you look at where you think you might project or where you could end up in a few years in a college offense, what type of role do you think you'll be in? Do you see like a red zone threat or or a deep threat or uh, short guy? Like, I'll be like a – I would be somebody you have to keep the safety over top majority of the time. I'd be somebody – I would be a huge red zone threat just because I know how – my build is right now, we just know in the future I might just shoot up another two extra inches become six five, six feet. And just I know I'll be red zone threat. But I also have a very, very, very strong possibility that I'm gonna have a very good short game and people are gonna have to like really press up on that. So what do you think makes you different than the other guys at your position in your class? I don't know how to explain it, but when you see me and you see other receivers, you can just be, you can just tell the difference. It's, I, I just move differently. I just have a different motor to me. It's a different motor when it comes to me. Like, you'll look at me and you'll think, like, oh, big, slow receiver probably played tight end in college. But then once you watch me, it'll be like, oh, big, fast receiver, most likely is going to be a star receiver in college. Nice. Well, for you, what area or what skill are you focused on developing most? Again, two years of high school down, two more to go. What are you trying to develop before you head off to college? Uh, before I head off to college, I am trying to, you know, get a little bit more speed. I know like, I'm young and stuff. Don't have to really be worried about that now. It's going to obviously develop. But I want to get a little bit more speed. Uh, I love my hand-eye coordination. I want to, you know, just I want to create even more separation in my eyes. I want to become even. I want to, by the time I'm a senior, I want to be running routes like I'm in the NFL. And how are you going to do that? What are you working on to become better as a route runner? Uh, really, every single day, if I'm not with my uh, trainer, route master, or top shelf TJ, or my uh, trainer, uh, Spence in Woodstock, I'm really in my backyard. I put a trash can in front of me, and I do my little stick drills, and I just keep doing them, keep just keep doing it until I feel like that's enough for the day. I'll really be out there for like just two hours really just sticking like towards the trash can just doing different uh, mobility drills. You mentioned earlier there's several schools that are on you pretty hard right now in terms of recruiting. How are they staying on you during quarantine, staying in contact and trying to develop a relationship? Um, we stay, like, I stay on the phone like really almost a little I would say 50% of my offers like all the time because they say like, yeah, some schools, with the case of some schools, like they want to offer me, but with some schools, they want me to come up to campus and know that I'm interested in their school and stuff like that. So, but with some other schools that they have already offered me, they want to keep it like building the relationship and stuff. So I really keep my eyes open with everybody. I talk to everybody that wants to talk to me, keep the conversation great. They show me like their interest that they have in me and I like, I always look into all the colleges that always talk to me, and I tell them the stuff that I like about their college. What role have your parents had or your family around you? What role have they had in your recruiting process and in your football career? Uh, my mom, she really, like, did a lot for me, like, paid for a lot, because let me do a lot. Like, at first, like, when I was younger, fourth grade, she didn't want me to play football she wanted me to play soccer so I, I used to have to walk to uh, high school like a little mile two miles when I was in fourth grade just 
to just go like and convince somebody or coach to like let me play. So one day, after like two weeks of me just walking up there straight, a coach had like Kimmy he was like, I was like, you like your mom. Talked to my mom, convinced her, and then I started playing football. But when I first started playing football, I was a defensive end because I was like taller than everybody in Lincoln and everybody. But I was like a skinny, long kid, and I wasn't like coordinated enough to play receiver when I was still younger, but I was I, I could always make a tackle, so he just put me at defense end. What do you think is something that people don't know about you that they should? Uh, I'm really uh, I'm really like a hard worker. Like as much as like people just think like some of the stuff that I have is given to me. I'm like I'm really a hard worker because people don't like. I would say a year ago I wasn't. Like, nationally known, I was, like, I was barely even locally known. And then as time started progressing, I was just started getting known. And I just, it wasn't getting to me. I obviously did stuff to get what I earned. So I I wish people could just, like, acknowledge that, like, I'm a harder worker than they think. Like, that I just don't, you know, just lay around and stuff like that. And people tend to pick that up once they, like, see me in person. They're like, oh, he's that kid. He's been working. Definitely. Now, for you, what are your goals going forward? Uh, my goals going forward is, of course, first being a student athlete, making sure that everybody in my family is there. While I just totally keep it, making sure I'm quarantining while I'm still working out. Though my grades, gotta make sure my grades are right. Gotta make sure everything else around me is doing right, like my recruitment and all that. So I really, I, I like social media, but I don't like to like be on social media like that. I'll probably get on it for the fun and then probably just chill after I do my homework and watch some movies and do something like that. Now I've got three rapid fire questions for you. First off, (laughs) if you could have dinner with anybody in the world that's alive, who would it be and why? In the world? Yes. LeBron James. And why LeBron? I would pick LeBron James because his work ethic is very... His work ethic... I think it's like Jordan's work. I think it's more realistic for me to have a dinner with LeBron James than Michael Jordan. So I'll pick Michael Jordan. I mean, I'll pick LeBron James because he's similar to Michael Jordan. His work ethic is just crazy. Like he's always in the gym, like nonstop. He might have the best work ethic besides Michael Jordan to ever come around. For sure. Now, for you, outside of football, what are you passionate about, or what other hobbies do you have? Uh. I'm really passionate about, like, I mean, I would say, like, fashion. Like, I, like, get it how I can. Like, I'm not, like, the richest. Not, like, my son and my mom's not, like, poor either, but so I love fashion. So every single time she can get from me, I always get some, like, nice fashion. You some Yeezy, some Jordans, some nice, some nice. I love G-Star shirts. I love, like, I love stuff like that. Like, I love Michael Kors. I love Gucci shirts, clothes, all that stuff like that. But I also can be like a laid back, chill guy, always throwing a nice little, nice little tech police from uh, Nike, some, some little, and always throwing some baby matches. Always gotta have some baby matches around. <laughs> for sure. Now my final one for you: thus far in your football career, could be high school, middle school, anytime. What's your favorite memory playing football? My favorite memory playing football was in fourth grade when my mom finally came to the game. Uh, let's see. I was coming out the edge. It was like a huge, like, he was one of those kids that was, like, overgrown in elementary school. Just wham, just whacked the 
Bob came out, picked it up. I'm running, and all I see is my mom. She's running with her phone recording me as I scored my very first touchdown ever. And I, I hope one day I can even find that video because I know I'm going to need it in the near future. Wow. That's awesome. Well, Sam, that's all the questions I had for you. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of The Luke Winstall Show. Please be sure to follow on social media at Luke Winstall Show and share it with all your friends. That concludes this episode, but I'll see you back next week with another great guest.